He joined in 2016 when it was basically pre-revenue. Since then, they've raised $6 million. They have 68 customers. They're doing uh, just south of, uh, call it a million dollar annual run rate currently. His goal is to get that up into the millions by the end of the year. Uh, it's too early to talk about economics because they haven't really done much on paid spend, but their team of 20 is focused in out there in San Mateo on making mobile experiences better and stronger, no matter if you're in a train, if you're in an airport with bad security connection, or bad internet connection or anywhere else they want to make anything you're doing on your mobile device more efficient for those companies like eventbrite this is the top where i interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base you'll learn how much revenue they're making what their marketing funnel looks like and how many customers they have I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This is episode 753. Coming up tomorrow morning, Luis joins us. They've passed 15 million in revenue using breakfast meetups for growth interesting growth strategy. Tune in to find out how we did it so you can do the same thing. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Shlomi Gian. He serves as Packet Zoom Chief Executive Officer since June of 2016. We'll jump into how he entered that role uh, when he wasn't a founder here in a second. He joined the company after spending four years at Akamai, where he d- uh, where he uh, founded really the Emerging Mobile Business Unit and served as the head of mobile market development. Before that, he was the general manager of mobile solutions at Contend that invented mobile CDN back in 2011 before it was acquired by Akamai. He's got a great story. Shlomi, are you ready to take us to the top? Uh, thank you, Nathan. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. It's very exciting. Good. You describe it really well, the, the journey I went through uh, dealing with mobile performance, dealing with uh, mobile applications and the challenges that uh, they exposed. So tell us, what, tell us what Packet Zoom does and what's the business model? How do you make money? Well, Packet Zoom makes uh, mobile application works better, especially where networks fail uh, to deliver. So think about the wrong part of the building, think about the wrong part of the country, think about the wrong part uh, of uh, on the globe, right? The developing countries where mobile networks are not working well. We all uh, use mobile uh, devices and mobile applications more specifically more and more, and we're seeing this in all the reports, right? This is. Uh, our best friend, the mobile phone, the small screen. Uh, we're using applications uh, more and more, and we're trying to buy, we're trying to entertain ourselves. Uh, oftentimes, we're in locations where networks do not deliver the right quality, and that's where Package Zoom comes in. We would like to take away all the hassle has to do with networking because they're just too many networks out so there, you're, right? You're like, you can look at this as like anyone who's listening right now who's ever tried to like buy in a, a ticket off Eventbrite when they have a spotty internet connection. Eventbrite would pay you to like make their system automatically like work for a bad connection. Is that how it works? That's correct. We want uh, uh, Eventbrite to work on the train. We want Eventbrite to work in your Tesla. We want Eventbrite to work... Uh, on the plane and in, in India and Russia and Brazil and China where things are not working perfectly, right? So that's where packaging comes in. We eliminate what we call the roadblocks. We get you on the express lane. Yep. Uh, that's how I'd like to. And how do you make money? Is it a SaaS business? Uh, it's a SaaS business. We give you an SDK. Uh, we charge you per daily active users. Uh, daily active users is a pretty common uh, um, you know, model. Uh, anyone who's using this service on a given day will give us a fraction of a penny. 
Got it. Okay. So, so are they, is, is it a flat SAS fee based off a daily active user number or is it pennies per like API call or pennies per, you know, use? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we started as daily active user being very simple, uh, simply defined of anyone who's using the system up to a certain usage. Uh, there are cases where we're now getting into the details of how many calls, how many gigabytes are delivered, etc. But most of our customers are very comfortable with just the definition of daily active user, just that simplify things. So they're used to pay this way to uh, uh, other vendors, and we're trying to make it as easy as possible for okay. them. Okay. And, and so, like, give me an example. What's the average customer paying you just from the SaaS fee? Yeah, four hundred to four thousand per application. Um, uh, that's that's what we're not. in the four thousand. Of course, you have to be a very popular game or retail application. Uh, the four hundred is more reasonable if you have uh, tens of thousands of daily active users. Uh, you know, our cost is not high. Your cost should not be high. Uh, we're taking actually away some of the addition, the other costs you have. Many of our customers are using traditional web CDNs like Akamai, uh, Amazon CloudFront, etc. Once they start using PackageZoom, this bill almost goes away, mm -hmm. and they can replace it with a better service and all that. Technically, uh, they don't have to change. They don't have to terminate the relationship with the other CDN, but. By placing us in front of them, they'll see a big reduction in the bill. And have you bootstrapped this company or have you raised capital? Oh, we raised capital. So our main investors are baseline uh, and uh, first round capital. And how much total have you raised? About six. Okay. Six and, and then tell me some more of the backstory here, because it sounds like you may have come in through the investor, right? In, in an investor round or something like that. Tell me the story. When, when did the real founders or the original, not the real one, the original founders found the company and why did you and how did you decide to jump in? Yeah, Chaitan Ahuja, who started a company in 2013, uh, was at Google back then. And he was very frustrating with the state of mobile data and, and mobile content delivery. So he tried to promote this idea at Google. Uh, of course, large company, things didn't move fast enough. So he, he, he left Google and started PackageZoom. It's a very uh, uh, complicated technology. We ba he basically built a, a mobile networking stack uh, that works differently, was designed just for mobile applications. And when, um, uh, you know, it took him a while to build it with a small team of engineers bootstrapped. And then I was at Akamai back then after the acquisition of Cotendo. I was looking for cool, cutting-edge technologies to bring into Akamai. And we were looking at everyone out there. Uh, PackageZoom seemed to be the only technology that worked, uh, but didn't have much uh, uh, commercial traction. And it was very interesting. Uh, at the same time, the investors were looking for a CEO with more of a business background to come and lead the company, redefine the go-to-market. When I met Chaitan and the team, I realized that the go-to-market— How, though? How did you meet them? Uh, I met them just through uh, Headhunter. So uh, basically, they uh, invited me to see—that was uh, a year ago, exactly—to uh, see a, a Warrior game. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> We, uh, we were planning to meet for an hour. We stayed for seven hours. I fell in love with the product and the technology, and I decided to leave my uh, comfort cushion at, at cushion at Akamai uh, in favor of uh, this uh, so, great venture. So if, it, if, they, if they found you through a headhunter, they had intention on their side. They were looking for somebody like you to bring in, and that's why they hired the headhunter. Exactly. They, they needed someone that understand the space. Uh, given my background, Koten Akamai, uh, I, I mean, they felt I'm the right, the right guy. I, uh, on the other hand, was looking, and I'm, you know, I was looking for a long time for the right technology to solve this problem. 
and they they were you know just right the product was working everything was right it's just the type of people we they were going after did not have the budget to pay for it so we had to tweak the story a little bit we started with enterprise selling we were able to attract customers like sephora and glue mobile and upwork uh, and uh, now we're going back to the core we're going to focus more and more on developers and and, and get deep with them yeah that makes good sense. Now, did you, was them bringing in that headhunter tied to a funding round they did where the investor said, hey, you need to go hire a headhunter and bring in a CEO? That was, yeah, that was tied to the uh, what's called C2. C uh, investors really wanted to see traction on the business side. The product looked great. Everything was promising, but they wanted to see the MRR growing. So yep. uh, that's, that's why I joined. And uh, luckily, things are working uh, really well, and we're just closing A. Uh, so we're very excited about that. What, oh, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, I'm curious, what was MRR when you joined? Uh, I was, you know, close to none. Oh, really? Okay, so they were really pre-revenue. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. And how much had they raised at that point already? Uh, that point was about three. Okay, got it. Well, I mean, so clearly very talented kind of technical thinkers for them to be able to raise three million, you know, pre-revenue. That is correct, yeah. yeah. But again, this product is not just... Uh, um, well, let me put differently. This this is a very difficult product to build. It takes time. It takes uh, not just time to build the product, but fine tune over time because it has to work on 800 networks worldwide. So it just takes a lot a lot of time. Yep. How many customers are you serving now today? Uh, we have about 68 customers. Okay, about 68. Got it. And then take me back. Like, I'm curious as a CEO like you that's coming in. Obviously, you're goal setting every year. What's like a number that you and the and the technical co-founders and the team like? What's a what's a number at the end of this year where if you hit it, everyone's celebrating? It could be a revenue number or a customer number or a usage number. What's the number? Well, we have we have we're tracking a few KPIs. Uh, we're tracking, you know, number of SDK installs. Uh, that's that indicates uh, how many people trust our SDK, how many people were able to get it into their app into production, uh, and uh, you know, a good number for us will be in the tens of the millions, and we're 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 uh, uh, making good progress toward this number. Uh, there is another KPI called daily active users, which is basically it ties very closely to MRR. And daily active users, again, our goal is to hit, you know, uh, where may we're we're going to be in the anything between uh, 15 to 20 million daily active users there. Uh, and, and what are you at? What are you at now? Yeah, we're we're uh, almost halfway through. Oh wow! Okay, so so you feel pretty good then. I mean, it sounds like in about the, since you've been there, which has been less than twelve months, you've gone from very little to about halfway to to ten or fifteen million. So call it you're at seven or eight million now. You think you'll be able to double it by the end of the year? Oh yeah, yeah. We're doubling our activity every quarter since I joined. Uh, well, it's easy when the numbers are small and it's getting more and more challenging. <laughs> but but you know, uh, we were able to double uh, every quarter. And uh, we're not planning to do it ourselves. This business is uh, uh, relying heavily on partnerships. So I expect that a company like Package will, uh, like Cotendo back in the days, like other startups I work with in this space, 60% of the revenue is going to come through partnerships. So yep. we're, uh, we're already uh, uh, making great progress there. We have uh, one large uh, partnership with the China Cash. Uh, it's a large CDN public company selling us exclusively in China. We're working on additional partnership with other CDNs, but most importantly, resellers. So we have already uh, three European resellers uh, selling us in countries like France and Spain and the UK, uh, and we're expanding to uh, Asia and Latin America. What cut do you give those European resellers? 
Uh, well, these are uh, old resellers we worked with in the past. You know, I've been in companies like Kino Systems, Device Anywhere, Cotendo, and Akamai. These are the same old resellers that are selling performance. They're selling app dynamics. Why are they incentivized, though? You're giving them something. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, listen, uh, for all these partners, we are a perfect fit because they're already selling performance. They're selling to a specific audience in a specific company. All they have to do is pull another deck uh, that solves another problem that is very... Uh, yeah, but what do you give them, Shami? Do you give them a cut? Like, you give them a 10% cut, or do you give them a cut, or is that not the model? Uh, we, we, well, it depends. It's uh, okay, it depends it's different. On, it depends on the commitment. You know, someone like uh, uh, China Cash is not only uh, selling us, they're actually running the service in their territory. Got so it. they're taking away the cost of operation, they're taking away the cost of sales. So obviously the, 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 the percentage there is higher. Uh, on the other extreme side, there's someone who's just selling, uh, doesn't bring any customer support, doesn't bring any sales engineering, doesn't make any commitment, and obviously uh, that's going to be lower. But we're aiming to work with larger uh, partners that are willing to make uh, higher commitments. So, and, uh, <clears throat> and you talked about two of your goals here in 2017 in, in terms of uh, daily active users and SDK connections. What's a revenue goal? What's a, where, where you'd all be celebrating? Well, we're... And like any other A-round company, we are uh, starting to talk about millions of dollars in ARR. Yep. And we want to be ready for Series B, a big Series B, and uh, we're just starting. So, again, we're uh, moving from seed to A, uh, and the goal is to get uh, everything shiny and ready for a big B. <laughs> Have you passed the magical $88,000 per month mark, which is the 1 million ARR mark yet, or are you close? Uh, we're, we're, we're very close, yeah. and so uh, that, that is, uh, uh, well, it's, it's the end of the quarter. We're already counting the days for the end of the quarter, so uh, that's, that's uh, pretty much uh, where we are. Yep, I was, I was doing quick math where you said earlier you had about 68 customers, and you said they pay you anywhere between 400 and 4,000, so the low end of that would be 27 grand in MR. The high end would be 272 grand in MR, so it sounds like you guys are making good progress. It's, it's higher than 400, but less than 4,000 in terms of monthly revenue. Uh, from each customer and you guys are getting close to that magical $88,000 mark. What do you want to get that to by like the December 2017? Like, are you thinking about trying to double that to 160 or triple it to 240 or? Well, again, uh, my, my message to the team, I asked from the team, I know it's, 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 uh, it's pretty high uh, bar is to keep doubling every quarter until we're getting to serious numbers. And that, that means on all KPIs, you look at uh, SDK installation, you look at uh, daily active users, you look at MRR, that's what we want to do. Now we're getting to a point that, you know, numbers, you know, start to add up and uh, we want uh, uh, to get some help. We're getting some help. We're opening, we just opened uh, our office uh, in Asia, uh, starting to hire some people there. And uh, very soon we're going to announce our presence in Europe and that is going to help us out so far those numbers everything i mentioned we were able to accomplish it with you know very small sales engineer uh, sales team uh, how, how big is, how big is your team right now what's the size uh we're, we're pretty much three sales guys and you know the most senior guy has been with us for seven months what's your whole team size though uh the company is 20. okay 20 okay so three and what i imagine the rest are engineering uh, engineering, sales engineering, support, uh, operation. Uh, we have uh, some guys there, but it's it's pretty lean in terms of resources. And we're uh, most of us are here in San Mateo, California. Uh, we have some people uh, outside the office in the U.S., but uh, we're building up uh, an offshore development support team in Bangalore. What did you spend? I'm curious. What did you spend last month in in like paid marketing? 
In marketing, yeah. very little. Very little. I'm talking about less know, than what? Yeah, uh, less than ten thousand dollars. Okay, got it. And and that's uh, not, that's obviously. I mean, this whole thing is going to change very soon. Yep. Are you? Um, yeah, because you're raising capital, right? So you got to figure out that model. Are you that ten thousand ish that you're spending? I mean, are is that conference sponsorships? When you do spend money, where you spend it? What What's included in my marketing budget uh, is actually conferences, uh, some PR, uh, and uh, you know, SEO, basic yep. stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going through a huge change here in terms of uh, 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 everything. Everything you can think about from marketing, messaging, positioning. Uh, we're launching a new product uh, in three months, and that's that's going to uh, make a big difference for us. What is uh, some of the other economics, obviously, in a SaaS company, things like churn? What's your gross customer churn per month? Uh, no, no churn, zero. You haven't had anyone start paying you and leave yet? No one. Does that mean you're charging too little? Uh, that means that they're happy and uh, we want to keep them. <laughs> Come on, Swami. It means you're charging too little, right? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. In some cases I am, but I'm happy to because I'm not losing money on any deal. What if you double the price? Do you think no one would leave? Uh, some of them will. The small ones will leave. Uh, they're price sensitive. Uh, they're starting working with us because they see an opportunity to get a better service at a lower price, uh, meaning they're cutting costs on Amazon uh, CloudFront and uh, other CDNs. So they see it as a nice way to uh, uh, start a business. As they grow, though, as some of our customers that uh, promoted on our website, they stick around. They stay with us because they see the value. So uh, uh, it will be uh, not very smart to double the price at this point. Uh, I don't think we should because we're making money from yeah. uh, every deal. Um one of the dangerous things about like you have 68 customers. Um, so it's a, it's like a small, co it's a small cohort to run analysis on, but if you assume 0% churn, it becomes dangerous when you try and figure out lifetime value because you can get super inflated numbers. Um, how do you think about lifetime value and in, in terms of dollars and, and or months? Well, I think there'll be churn, uh, you know, logical churn. churn. People uh, will uh, shut down the business. People will find a more attractive or uh, nicer salesperson to work with. But I hope that uh, I know that the product we have is very unique. Actually, it's the only product that is working uh, with millions of daily active users. So I hope that you know, this advantage will translate into uh, a commercial uh, advantage that uh, will uh, be hard to uh, close by any competitor. So again, the fact that it takes a long time to develop this product, the fact that we have the market leadership and we have the traction, the momentum, I think will uh, eventually end up being a huge advantage, uh, only only game in town. That's what we want to be. Yeah. For, for though, I mean, you're raising all this capital and you talk about kind of the Series A, Series B, et cetera. Um, I mean, part of the thing is how are you going to spend that money and, and, and figuring out what you want to spend to acquire a customer. Usually folks tie that to a payback period or, or a lifetime value metric. What, what I mean, what do you... It's, it's obviously very early, but what do you assume the lifetime value is of one of your customers? That's a great question. Uh, I don't have the right number for you, uh, but um, I, I, I know from my experience in the CDN space that, you know, uh, once, once you're in, especially uh, in the form of an SDK, switching costs are very high. Yep. As long as you deliver the right service, as long as, you know, you're, you're, you're sensitive to the fact that you're actually uh, a, a big part of the business, you're delivering all the traffic, you're doing the right thing, uh, there is no reason to switch you. 
yeah. uh, people yeah. switching SDKs or sorry, uh, CDNs because you know uh, it's easy and uh, you know they're uh, trying to optimize uh, for speed and cost. Uh, in our case, again, the fact that we're the only game in town, uh, there aren't too many options out there. Uh, as long as we provide good service at the right price, I think they will stay uh, with us. And you guys are all based out there in San Mateo? Uh, most of us are here. We have a few guys, sales guys, outside the office here in the U.S., and slowly, surely, we're heading in other countries. Uh, we are starting a big activity in uh, Bangalore, India, with more engineers. Uh, support and some some sales activity for the region makes a lot of sense. Do you guys have uh, like the average gross margin for a SaaS company, or is it different? What what is your gross margin? Uh, right now, you know, early days, we're we haven't uh, even optimized uh, for uh, uh, our own costs. We're using lots of. Uh, I didn't mention it. We don't have our own infrastructure uh, for 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 a reason. We don't see ourselves as a CD, and we don't have what's called pops point of presence. <coughs> we are. Uh, uh, relying on uh, AWS, we're relying on uh, you know DigitalOcean or any other uh, cloud uh, uh, infrastructure, and uh, we're paying retail. Uh, yeah, because all... that's why I'm asking. I imagine you probably have a pretty low, like your gross margin is actually lower than average, just because you're just starting and you have a fixed cost totally. structure. Totally, totally. What we're, do you add now? We're you know we're anything between uh, I would say sixty to eighty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but but uh, it will be. Uh, very different next quarter as we're becoming already an AWS part, uh, uh, partner. We're going to become an AWS reseller. Uh, we're going to get this price down, and we're, we have some great ideas about how to get to the 95 and up. Uh, that, that business should not be uh, 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 at the gross margin I just mentioned, but you know, uh, we, we're not thinking revenue, and now uh, we'll move to start uh, thinking about margins uh, very soon. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're folding this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I want to tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail, and when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report, and you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use, www.thetopinbox.com. 
Very cool. Let's wrap up Shalami with the famous five number one. What's your favorite business book? <laughs> uh, well, Built to Last, yeah. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, not specifically. I'm, 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 I'm reading a lot about, you know, uh, uh, folks that uh, uh, build similar businesses. I, uh, I can name one uh, top of my head right now. That's okay. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Uh, for uh, just online tool for yep. anything? Yeah, uh, I, I, I like uh, uh, a company called MixRank. Uh, they have pretty good data that helps me understand what's happening out there, who's using who, uh, what kind of SDKs are being installed in apps, what kind of SDKs are being removed from apps. Uh, that's a pretty fantastic uh, data that uh, uh, I'm, I'm taking advantage of. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> uh, I'm sleeping well, six, six to seven. Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty good. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, married plus three. Wow, three kids. Okay, and how old are you? Uh, myself? Yeah. I'm 48. Okay, last question. Take us back 28 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, how exciting it is to, to, to do your own thing. So you would have done your own thing earlier? Uh, oh, much earlier, much earlier. But, you know, uh, 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 good things come with patience. So I'm, I'm very happy we're here now. Uh, everything I've learned in the last 28 years is coming to fruition. There you guys have it from Shlomi Gian. Again, a lot of success in the startup world. Worked at small companies that have been acquired and bigger ones like Akamai before starting at PacketZoom. The company was founded in 2013. He joined in 2016 when it was basically pre-revenue. Since then, they've raised $6 million. They have 68 customers. They're doing uh, just south of, uh, call it a million dollar annual run rate currently. His goal is to get that up into the millions by the end of the year. Uh, it's too early to talk about economics because they haven't really done much on paid spend, but their team of 20 is focused in out there in San Mateo on making mobile experiences better and stronger. No matter if you're in a train, if you're in an airport with bad security connection or bad internet connection or anywhere else, they want to make anything you're doing on your mobile device more efficient for those companies like Eventbrite. Shlomi, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. If you enjoyed Shlomi today, go back and listen to Adrian yesterday. Adrian thinks retailers will want their own version of Amazon, and he is truly making bank from the concept.